Welcome to Channel 44, a podcast by 44 North. Join us as we offer behind-the-scenes practical advice for employers navigating the world of employee benefits. Be sure to subscribe today. Uh, welcome everyone to episode three of our Channel 44 podcast. Today we're talking about reference-based pricing and I have John O'Connor who is a partner and vice president of 44 North. Welcome, John. Hey, thanks, Sarah. So John, healthcare costs are rising. I know that's not a surprise to you or to probably anyone no. that's listening, um, no. but to combat the rise, we're hearing more and more about something called reference-based pricing. And so in true 44 North fashion, right, anything that we do, whether it's an HRA, pricing transparency, we typically test this concept out on ourselves. And so at the beginning of this year, we implemented uh, RBP plan for our own employees. So you've gotten to see it firsthand, both from the employer side, implementing it, the back end, but then also as an employee, you've been using it for you and your family. So before we get into what that experience has been, uh, do you mind sharing first, like just the RBP 101, what, what is reference-based pricing? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so reference-based pricing is a, it, it's actually kind of turns the whole, uh, what we're used to in the uh, healthcare or um, benefit world upside down. So typically carriers like a Blue Cross or Priority or Aetna negotiate a discount from um, charges, from the charge master. And so, you know, let's say a hundred dollar bill from a hospital or doctor, uh, once it runs through that discount structure of 40% off the bill, it max it down to $60. So it's really kind of a top-down approach where reference-based pricing is a bottom-up and it uses Medicare as the, the, the floor. And then it's typically Medicare and what typically the, um, a TPA that does a processing claims is working to get Medicare plus 120 to 200%. So let me let me give you the, an idea of uh, how it evens out. So in Michigan, on average, after the discount has been applied, services typically cost about 400% of Medicare, just under 400%. So you can see the opportunity of taking it from a top-down approach to a bottom-up approach is we're trying to get Medicare plus 120 or 200%. So the, the opportunity is to save. So it's it, that's the basis for um, reference-based pricing. I, I'll tell you, we're, we're in the second version. But the first version, people will say it's scorched earth because it was very rough. It was a lot of, there was nothing agreed upon ahead of time. It was always done afterwards. So there were attorneys involved. It was, it was really um, contentious. You know, people were fighting over who's going to pay what. Um, so now 2.0 is what we're in 2.0 right now. It's gotten better, but there's still a long way to go for um, the user friendliness of reference-based pricing. So the basis is uh, Medicare is the starting point and you negotiate from there. Gotcha. And that's sometimes when we don't, we, you don't necessarily hear it's called reference-based pricing, but anytime someone starts talking about Medicare and the, you know, paying based on Medicare, that's bas basically the same concept then yeah. is what we're hearing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely opportunity, right? Difference between 200% of Medicare to 400% of Medicare, you got right there, 50%, yeah. right? Potentially. And I mean, in some states, sir, it's even more than 200%. I mean, like in Florida, it's uh, 
close to eight, nine hundred percent. Wow. So there's, so there's, you know, there's obviously an opportunity for some cost savings. Um, another nice feature of reference-based pricing is it really gives employers and employees an opportunity to be transparent. They get to see the cost. They get to get involved in uh, direction of care, not what they're going to have, but where they go to have their care. So it really makes a difference. Um, I think those are probably two or three of the most um, valuable things about reference-based pricing. Yeah. So in the 2.0 version, it sounds like they're starting to get out of that scorched earth model, <laughs> which sounds really scary. And yeah. so you you recently did a what hosted a webinar called RBP: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. So <laughs> so beyond the scorched earth, which sounds pretty ugly, maybe start with what's aside from the maybe the the cost and the transparency. What what other good news is there? Well, so, you know, it's movement, right? Um, we need help um, in our in our systems. We need help with, uh, you know, I mean, where else would you go and purchase something and not know the cost ahead of time, right? You know, right. You've, got, um, you've got, you know, the internet, um, you've got the ability to go shop in person. I mean, when you make a purchase, even for a gallon of gas or a TV, you know, a flat screen, you're going to look at multiple sources of uh, data to figure out, okay, what's the best for the price and make your decision based upon that. Well, in the healthcare world, we don't have that. Um, we're, we're trying and we're moving in that direction, but it's not there yet. So this gets us one step closer, right? So not only does it uh, helps control spend um, if, it, if it's uh, working, it gives that transparency um, and it engages um, employers and employees in the process. It's no longer just set your card down and, you know, go on your way and, you know, wait to see what the bill comes back. Um, it's now you have to be involved in the process, which I think is a, is a positive thing for change. Definitely. Now, anytime there's change, there's typically confusion too. So I'm sure that that's part of the the bad or the potential bad, right? It is. You know, Sarah, you hit on it early on with what at 44 North, what we're about is, you know, we've got an obligation not only to our um, industry, but also to our partners to figure out ways to um, deliver healthcare more efficient at a better price point. Um, so we, you know, we do these things. We, we enrolled our plan one uh, one January one into a reference based pricing model, and it was and it's good that we've done that because we've already learned a ton, and we're I mean that'll help with 3.0 and 4.0. So, you know, and I'm personally going through some stuff with, um, you know, with just the system where. Helping, you know, figuring out how to navigate through physical therapy and doctor's appointments and whatnot. So, you know, the, the challenge with the bad is, um, you know, uh, it gives you some creative funding opportunities like self-funding, but it, that can also be scary. Um, if, you know, you go through a reference-based pricing model, it's uh, typically some form of self-funded. Mm -hmm. um, there's no network. So the network right now is what you negotiate. Um, now, 2.0, 3.0 is a hybrid of trying to figure out a network for doctors, but then the negotiation part becomes the elective procedures at facilities. 
So that can be uh, that can be nerve wracking too. Um, and you know the confusion is that not everybody knows about it. So when you go to the doctor's office and you put your card down, and they're like, "Well, you don't have insurance," and I've actually had that happen to me. It's like, no, no, wait a minute. <laughs> There's insurance. It's just a different process that we have to go through. And if you know if you're not recognizing this third-party administrator and um, the card, then we're going to have to get you in contact with our administrator and uh, negotiate a price. Mm -hmm. um, but typically what they do, though, is they offer you a, it's a one-page form that you sign that says, hey, at the end of the day, my, I'm going to, the provider's going to get paid. And that's what they want to know is that they're going to get paid. Um, what that amount is, sometimes it can take 30 to 45 days to figure it out. Um, there's a bunch of terminology that they use, single case agreements and stuff. Um, but it takes time for the, the um, administrator and the facility or the doctor to go back and forth and agree upon their price, right? Um, and that can be confusing and nerve wracking as well, especially, you know, if you're not used to the healthcare system and somebody says, you know, you've got to go to your doctor for something and they say, well, we don't, you don't have insurance. We don't take that. So that can be very unnerving. Yeah. So definitely some em employee education so that when they're at the doctor's office, and I think that's another piece of this um, with the education is also having, you know, 44 North has our 24 seven patient advocacy call center. And it's important to have a partner that's going to be there. Um, because as much education as you do during open enrollment meetings, or even if you do it, like we've gone to doing our monthly town halls to keep everybody sure. informed of what's going on is when you're actually at the doctor's office and that happens, you want somebody to reach out to, cause that is scary to hear that you don't now, have coverage. Well, the last thing we would want somebody to do is leave and not get the care that they need because somebody said you don't have insurance. I actually had that happen. Um, and you know, I, I know the I know the industry. I know the system. So um, she's like, I don't even know how you got here. You don't have insurance. I said, yeah, hang on, let's take a minute here. <laughs> Let me explain to you what's going on. And you know, we got through it. But you know, we would not want an employee to have to go through that and then leave and not get the, the care that they needed. So yeah, I think those are part of the things of that 3.0 that um, the education and. Um, you know, more awareness. So. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So is there anything else in the ugly bucket? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there is. And I, and I'm certainly not bad. I love the concept, right? Yeah. It's, it's what we need. Um, and it's just, it's, um, it's still not there yet. And, and a couple of reasons why one of the main things that drives reference-based pricing is competition. It's competition for your business, which is a great thing. So one of the challenges is that if you're not in a um, um, populated, you know, super busy area that might, maybe there's five hospital systems that you can, you know, you can use for that competitive leverage where maybe it's a smaller, where there's only one system, there's no competition there to leverage that. So it becomes a different model, but you know, a couple couple things that we found that are really um, it, you know can get ugly is that it's 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 more work for HR, it's more work for the employees, um, it's forced engagement. 
which again, positive, negative. Positive is we're getting people engaged. Negative is it's noisy. Um, you could get redirected to a different provider um, that might be a significant distance away. So when I say that, that means that we're shopping outside of a system to get a better price. Now, there's incentives for employees to do that, reduced um, deductibles or co-pays, maybe even a financial incentive to go an hour outside of your marketplace, but it's because they were able to find a price, a, a better price point. Um, balanced bills can happen. People can you know, go for their service and pay the uh, certain amount, but then the, the doctor balance bills the employee, um, which again, Oftentimes we can take care of that and get rid of that through some discussions. But, um, you know, again, it's confusing. It's unnerving when you get, you know, I thought this was paid and all of a sudden you get another bill and then trying to figure out why and how. Um, thank God we've got uh, our patient advocates to help with that. Um, and then also part of the magic of uh, reference-based pricing is you have a maximum spend for the year. And if you're not able to negotiate better pricing um, or lower pricing, you could exceed your max spend. Now, that doesn't mean the year that you're in would cost more. It just means that you could have an adverse renewal um, at renewal time. Um, and that, you know, obviously an employer issue. So, you know, there, as you can tell, there's, it, there's moving parts and, it, and it's noisy. So if somebody was going to choose to go down the road of reference-based pricing, they really have to lean in. And, that, and that's from the top. That's from the owner, the CEO, the C-suite, whoever is making the decisions. They've got to be totally committed. They've got to be totally leaned into the process and committed to taking the time to educate, support, um, help put out fires. Um, and I, I think it can be a really positive outcome uh, and only getting better. Uh, with time, you know, the, 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 our community uh, will figure this out and our community being the brokers and consultants and uh, TPAs and managers will figure it out. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate your transparency. And sounds like uh, reference-based pricing is a growing concept, right? We're in 2.0, but you mentioned 3.0, 4.0, it'll get better um, yeah. as more people are engaged and as more competition, right? Depending on where you're at too. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's not in its infancy stage anymore, but it's, it's finding its way. And I know it's coming up more as a topic when we're talking to employers, um, certainly can be a right, a great option under the right circumstances. Correct. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. So thank you to all of our listeners. And for more topics, please check out our website at www.44n.com. And, uh, John, thank you so much for sharing with us today. You bet. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.